So when I say empowered community, do you think of the African-American community? Actually, you should. After emancipation in the early 1900s, African-Americans had amassed great business power. Most well-documented examples are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Durham, North Carolina. Those areas were called Black Wall Streets. We had hospitals, insurance companies, banks, department stores, drug stores, all kinds of uh, professionals and stores thrived. There were hundreds of millions of dollars created and recycled in the African-American community. No gangs, no violence. If anything, most of that stuff came from the outside at that time, if you know what I mean. Actually, black unemployment up through 1940 was lower than that of whites in America. So the African-American community at one point did achieve its North Star. But what about now? In the Asian community in America now, the dollars recycled among the community's banks, retailers, and professionals for about 28 days before it's spent with outsiders. In the Jewish community, that circulation period is about 19 days. In the black community, in Jordan's community, the dollar lives for six hours. Six hours. Six hours. That's all it takes for the black dollar to hit the community based off of creating revenue and that dollar being uh, absorbed by the black community in the black community. So by the time you get it by 11 a.m., it's gone by what? 5 p.m. That same dollar came into the community and it's gone in six hours. But does it all matter anyway? Is it all a myth? Do we really have buying power? Or is that another distraction another distraction to stop us from being more and more hungry by telling us we have a buying power it makes us feel empowered but ignores the systematic hurdles that are placed in our pathway through all the different systems in which they form. And the only way to do anything against that is through your own economics. your own economics is what's going to do it but for a lot of people they're not really seeing the importance of black spending power black dollars they're not seeing it I mean listen 
listening to uh, Jess Hilarious right here. New Black Dollars Matter hats on the market. Oh, wow. All right, now, because what the fuck is a black dollar? I've never heard of it. Now, soon as a white motherfucker come out with some white dollars matter hats, it's going to be a whole movement. So good morning, everybody. Skin is popping some, by the way. Um, there are a lot of people getting upset with me because I do not like the Black Dollars Matters hats. No, the fuck I don't. I just feel like we're not doing that. And that's too much. Y'all scream equality. We scream equality. Scream equality. And then want to put a color on everything. Now, like I said, if a white person came out with White Dollars Matters hats, bitch, we feel like we're going back to slavery or something. They going back and forth in my comments mad at me because I said, what the fuck is a Black Dollar? I have yet to see one. And then there are people saying oh you know what we mean you know what we mean sis you count black dollars at the end of your shows <laughs> don't do me honey because i count black dollars as well as white dollars as well as dollars from hispanics as well as dollars from asians and at the end of me counting i look at the money and it's all the fuck green now that's my opinion if you like that buy it wait i don't give a fuck i said i didn't like it and i frankly think it's too fucking much just to keep putting a color on everything Her argument makes sense, but it also has a little bit of flawed thinking to it, in my opinion, of course. She is, you know, making fun of people who are making um, making these black dollars matter hats and clothing. And she's like, nah, y'all done took it too far. Y'all done took the Trump hats and and now you're putting black on it. And how would you feel if it said white dollars? Well, it's a fair argument. It's a fair viewpoint. Um, all viewpoints are really fair. So, yeah, you can't really argue with that. I think there is such thing as if we all move together economically, I do believe there's more we could do. But some are still arguing that this thing isn't real. It's it's all a myth. And so how do you really test it? How do you really find the source to the truth? Well, stop looking for the truth. Look for the lie. Look for the lie, my friend. Argument around buying power, and I was wondering if you can sure discuss those. Yeah, I did that just even recently because I was seeing it was it was some of the arguments were getting lost in, in it, but but basically. Um, buying power is a marketing phrase that refers only to the power of consumers to purchase uh, what are strictly available goods. It is not about economic strength. It is not about wealth. It is not about uh, uh, you know asset holdings, etc. It's 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 strictly a marketing uh, a, a PR firm phrase to to help corporations target their advertising to different segments of of the buying population. Um, the, the other point was that, that the claim that African America has roughly $1 trillion in buying power is an entirely phony myth, uh, as I say, like unicorns, democracy, or freedom. <laughs> um, and is it explained by looking behind some of the numbers <clears throat> that, 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 you know, 
uh, reports claim uh, 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 amassed to this trillion dollars. And we can talk about that in, in a moment, but those numbers just aren't real uh, is, is the, the real point I'm getting at. And then finally, and most importantly to me, is that the myth of buying power uh, works to to deny uh, capitalism as a as a economic and social order, and it denies or the and the um, required inequality that comes with that. Uh, and it's used. The myth is is used to blame poor people for being poor, and this idea that if we just consumed better, we wouldn't be poor. And it then it, you know paints this picture of of just an ignorant, uh, uh, backwards, uh, you know, impoverished group that is just you know woefully. You know, not taking advantage of all the freedom and equality that comes with the United States. But to that last point, yeah. with all the the well, the ongoing kind of issue of state violence, the new correlation is that if we just consume better, we wouldn't be killed. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. These are all wonderful arguments. Some truly value the black dollar and and they believe that there is spending power there even those in our own community have they been brainwashed or are they being sincere they truly see the black dollar as the most valuable asset we have and they the studies show on their end hey this is powerful Then you have people in the middle who just don't really see anything. They just want to get their dollars. Who cares about black dollars, white dollars, green dollars, purple dollars? At the end of the day, it's all, I probably already said green, but at the end of the day, it's all green. So that, you got, so you got that side. And then you have the side that says it's all a myth anyway. You've been you've been tricked into thinking that we have a, a power that we really don't have. And so here's what I would say. I would I don't I'm not looking for the truth in any of these statements. I'm not looking for the truth in any of this. I'm looking for the lie. And you can always tell the lie when there's a overreaction. When someone overreacts to something, there's something behind that. Why was Martin Luther King Jr. killed as soon as he started talking about black spending power? The moment he started speaking on that, boom, gone. Is that just a coincidence? Or an overreaction to the truth coming out? Drake standing on top, standing on the stage at Grammy saying, hey, you know, these things don't really matter. Oh, oh, cut his mic. And people view it and they say, oh, it wasn't that bad. Was it an overreaction? The overreaction tells me everything. Whenever you see the overreaction, that's where the lie is. 
the overreaction of Steve Harvey with Monique on his show. Like, why is he getting so bucked? He doesn't get bucked with any other guest. Why is it now all of a sudden Steve Harvey yelling? I thought it was all fun and, and, and love and dovey with Steve Harvey. Why does he have to be so tough with her? Why the overreaction? Once you start noticing these overreactions, things start clicking. That's the lie. The lies and the overreaction, my friend. There's something to the economic power. Now, something that I've learned in life is all three can be true. All three viewpoints can be true. Who's to say that they all can't be true along with other information? There's probably unknown unknowns. I believe we do have the spending power. I think it is a little crazy to be putting putting on your hats and everything like that. Just embody who you are. You don't have to, you know, flash it. Just embody it. Just literally make sure that all black dollars matter and live it. The black dollar is an invisible concept that has to be shared between you and I. It's an invisible language that we have to keep amongst each other. It's not something that we have to broadcast. We just have to just give each other the look, pick up the black, the black product from the black store and move on. We don't even have to be friends if we choose not to be. Now, for me, business is all about the relationship. So <laughs> I would I want to build great relationships with people that I met. Great relationships, great working business relationships. That's the key here. So when you're looking at all three of these uh, viewpoints, you start seeing that the overreaction is in the economic side of things, which we already told you it all begins there. The overreaction is the killing of Martin Luther King Jr. Malcolm X. That was the overreaction. As soon as they started talking about black dollars. <laughs> so there's something there. There, there has to be. Because why the overreaction? They don't overreact when we say, oh, it's all a myth. <laughs> If we all sat here and said, oh, it's all a myth. It's all PR marketing. There's no, oh, no, hold up. They know something. Where's the reaction there? Who gets shot then? If we go around saying it's all a myth, I bet you nobody, nobody gets assassinated then. So why is somebody being assassinated now or, you know, at that point? Unless there's an overreaction. The overreaction shows me that there's something to the economic side of it. 
And those who are arguing against it aren't arguing against economics. They're just saying there has to be more to it. I agree with that part. That's why I say all three could be true. There could be more to this situation than just the economics. Because I told you there's five levels. But we got to get the economics first is all I'm saying. Without that, we're lost. Now, in 2012, I began doing research on different Black-owned businesses. And through that research, I discovered my most favorite part of history, which is known as Black Wall Street, of course. Now, this community was located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the late, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Now, what made this community so special was because it, they had this broad spectrum of Black-owned businesses. Everything in their community was Black-owned. They had Black-owned pharmacies, nightclubs, movie theaters, Anything you can imagine, they had it. So they had no reason to step outside of that community and purchase anything else. So their money continuously rotated and circulated within that community, making them extremely prosperous. Now, one of the biggest issues I've seen within our community is that we don't necessarily have that broad range of businesses today. Now, in many communities, it's difficult, if not impossible, to find black-owned grocery stores or even black-owned pharmacies. So those dollars immediately run out of our community. Now, as I said before, in order for us to build, we have to make sure that we foster that entrepreneurial mindset in ourselves and even in our kids. Because I truly believe, and I want you to quote me on this, that each and every one of us should be an entrepreneur in some capacity. Regardless of what your full-time position is, whether that means that you're learning the ropes from there and then you're applying that to your own business, or if you're taking your passion and your hobby and turning that into a side business, it is all necessary. One, to contribute to your own legacy and your own family, generations down the line, and two, to contribute to the black community in general.